By the way, huge shout out to the Hotspot Podcast Network, guys. We received amazing baby presents. I think is uh, I confirmed with uh, with our people, and is the first Hotspot creator baby. Let's go! Yes. Let's get it. Today we got an exciting topic. We're gonna have. We, I like these solo episodes. They're pretty cool. I love the interviews. I love those conversations. But these ones are good. Sometimes we get it. We get at it. We need boxing gloves. No. Yeah. All right, you will lose. It. You will lose. All right. Here we go. We've got hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. Where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. That's right. So go ahead and go to contentisprofit.com and join the community. What did I say? That go to right. contentisprofit.com and join the community. You said it right. You just skipped the part that we're here to have fun with you. That is right. We're about <laughs> to have an awesome time discussing all about saying no to $1 million and learning from top YouTubers, B2B lessons included. That's right. So if you're a B2B business, if you're a B2B company and you're publishing, you want to hear this out today. Yeah. You want to stick with today's episode. Now, quick disclaimer. We did not say to a million (laughs) dollars. We are not the ones that said no to $1 million. Everybody, I can't, I can't hear everybody like, damn. I know, I was like, whoa. Hey, we, we, we had to put the hook in there, but <laughs> it's a very real real lesson yes. that we took out from a video that the thumbnail was, we said no to a $1.2 million well, the, offer. Well, the thumbnail said we said no. Well, the, the headline said the that. The headline said that. Uh, we got to be clear, man. Hashtag fat check-in, appreciate fat you. Check-in, yeah. Um, I, I know you're taking your chances now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we can't have boxing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's do it. So let's add some context. What are the two videos that you sent me, we watched, and inspired today's episode? Yeah, so the first video was from these amazing creators, uh, Yes Theory. Uh, I've been obsessed with their content for a long time. Yeah. Uh, they have amazing content. They have evolved so much, too. They started as three friends uh, doing crazy, amazing challenges, seeking discomfort, Um in the streets of the United States. And I think they're all international and they ended up here. Actually, but I think they started in Canada. They started in Canada yeah. as, a, as a college challenge. Yeah, they, were, they were college students. They started with a, a 30 day challenge of doing uncomfortable things every single day. And then they moved to, I think LA and they started kind of like their creator's career. Mm. They do incredible stories. Is one of the most heartwarming, wholesome YouTube content yeah. out there. It has evolved quite a bit, right? It has right evolved now. incredible, yeah. Right now they do have two channels, as I'm aware, and they have a main channel and then they have a, a plus channel. I mean, and they're building now full-on documentaries. They did one with Wim Hof. They go and... You, you asked me to do the recap and then... You I know, just, we just, <laughs> you know, we're just sharing right here. Choke the mic. Hashtag choke the mic. But yeah, it, we, talk, we don't want to get too deep into this, these channels, right? Just go watch them yourself. They're absolutely amazing. Video number two. Video number two. Well, hold on. That, that was not the description of the video. So this, the the video was... Oh, that was the description of the channel. The ch- I want to <laughs> give a little context on who these guys are. Um, so anyways, like Fonsi said, they've been doing documentaries. They just went out to, I think it's the South Pole, right? It's the South Pole. Antarctica. Uh, Antarctica. Is that the North Pole? Fact check me, people. Wow, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna look it up right now. We we sound very ignorant. But <laughs> yeah, wow. George. Um, but anyway, so they went down there, and uh, this amazing member of the community uh, did an incredible physical challenge, and they recorded a documented the whole thing. South uh, Pole. 
The South Pole. Yes, okay, I was Good right. Good job. Yes, let's go. Fist bump. <laughs> um, and they documented the whole thing and they created this trailer to sell it to the big networks. And uh, with the title of the video, you kind of know where this goes. We'll dive in in just a second, right? So that's the whole premise of that video. And then the second video, it's a little bit of a trailer from uh, another big creator that he's doing incredible things, not only in the creator economy, but also as a business. He's evolved quite a bit. Um, uh, his name is Logan Paul. So if you don't know him, uh, or if you do, might be not for the right reasons. I highly encourage yeah. you to go out and check him out. Check out his podcast. Uh, it's one of the best podcasts in the, in the world. It looks like it. It's one of the top, at least. Is, is Co- we're coming after creator. you, Logan. We're he's a full-on creator. You can learn so much from the way he operates, yeah. right? Yes, he might do things that are controversial that you might not agree with. You might know some stories here and there that are not nice. I totally agree with you. You know, at first, I wasn't a fan of his content. I think he did honestly like a 180 spin full transition and since that moment he has been creating incredible content and just diving into business in a incredible way it's it's very fascinating to see how he has grown so so the video was a trailer of a new thing that he's launching a new project that he's launching he's been working on it for at least more than 100 days it looks like Mm -hmm. and uh we're gonna comment a little bit on them and uh share a little bit of the lessons so where do you want to start fonzie all right, I want to start with, I, I wrote down three main lessons that I grabbed from these videos, right? And again, all these lessons are with the mindset of how can we apply this should to we go, the B2B we go world. one lesson, one lesson? We can, go one le- we can go one lesson, one lesson, yeah. All right, we can. You start. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'll allow it this th- time. <laughs> thank you for the permission. <laughs> so again, keep in mind, these are with the B2B world in mind because I know we know you want to grow your business and you are here to turn your content into profit. So lesson number right. one is knowing your capacity and your resources. If you watch these videos, you're going to be like, This is absolutely insane. How do you expect me to create something like this? Or I don't have the creative talent or I don't have the funds to travel around the world and film this thing, right? Well, that is not what we're trying to do, right? This is, we're not trying to tell you, you have to film a full on documentary to be successful, right? This guys started again from zero at the very bottom. Don't compare yourself to where they are right now, right? Just compare yourself to yourself and just try to improve from where you were yesterday. Now, this guy started, let's use Logan Paul as an example. He started in Vine doing, what was it? Five, like 15 second videos, something like that. Yeah. And very in a very organic way. And yes, he had the luck, I feel, of the right timing with the right type of content, but he was consistent that he managed to build his audience. Matt, growing his audience led him to have more resources that he has poured back into his creative business and grow to the extent that he is right now. Same with Jess Theory. Started a few friends. They used the capacity and the resources that they had. They had some cameras. They had their capacity, their time to edit their videos, to go out there and do some creative work, right? Yeah. And that's what they did. And eventually that led to the growth of an audience, which brought more resources, which allowed them to now operate at a whole yeah. different level. Um, I'm- I discovered this like uh, maybe like a year ago or something, and uh, it really opened my eyes to the creator side because I'm like, how are these guys like financing their creation process, specifically to Yes Theory, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. when we discovered their videos, they were living out of this house in California and they were doing all these amazing things, and it seemed like they had no other job but to do this thing. So I researched a little bit more. 
And I remember like after their challenge, when they were submitting these videos and they, they got some traction on their own as they were like students, this company got a got a hold of them and um, invested in them. So they provided the housing and they provided a small salary for them to to live, right? So obviously they lived not very expensively, but um, enough to 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 buy food and and execute on their passion, right? So mm -hmm. for example, for for businesses, right? Like if you have a business, you ha you must have some resources that you can apply to your content or your your production team, right? So for for example, when we started. We didn't have anybody. We didn't have any outside investment, so no. we had to really tie it down to revenue very quickly and and find that connection for us is selling a service, right? Um, but it was pretty interesting to me because a lot of people think that initially when these creators grab a lot of traction, the money comes from the audience, right? That's a, like a big misconception, and it's sometimes there's some back end help that comes in, whether that's an investment, whether that's selling services, whether that's so consulting, and we see this a lot, right? We had a we had a meeting this week with with a location here in town uh, that we're working to to build a platform together with them, right? Yeah. And uh, that was part of the conversation. It's like, what is the back end to the podcast platform or the network that we want to yeah. build with them, right? Yeah, so, it, you need some way to support this, right? Yeah. And look at it as, you know, labor is one of the forms of leverage. So you're using these resources to maybe bring a creative partner into your business. Somebody that is solely job is to help you develop videos, right? Uh, develop social media content or email newsletter, whatever it is, the medium that you prefer, or maybe it could be your own podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, we can say that we are fans of podcasting and that it works really well for the B2B yeah, world, absolutely. right? You want to build those relationships, but to not deviate from the topic, look at it that way, right? Those resources that you're bringing with your business, leverage that into hiring people that you can put in place and maybe they can be the creative phase. Now, if you like to be the creative one, guess what? You're going to grab those resources yeah. and put people in place that they can do fulfillment, right? Certain parts of the operational side of your business. So then you can take care of the creative aspect of marketing your business. That, that's Fonsi's dream. He just wants to be on the podcast and that's it. I so. just want to, I just want to, yeah, I just want to <laughs> talk here and live here. Um, so, so. I, I'm going to put a, a hammock right under this stand-up <laughs> desk and that's where I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Uh, to that sense, like to close down that, that initial lesson that you shared, I saw a post on LinkedIn today from the Mr. Beast manager. And he was talking about how brands and companies are now hiring creators to lead all the creative process, right? Mm -hmm. Because creators have, have the processes, they have the frameworks, they have, they, they, they've tested a bunch of stuff so they know what yeah. to do instead of hiring an outsourcing agency or something to kind of manage social media. And I'm doing air quotes, right? So I think that's, that's pretty awesome. Like in our world, how does that look like? Well, we are content creators, right? On the podcasting side of things, we know what's been working, especially now that we're part of the hospital podcast network and the creator. Um, there's a lot of tools and leverage that and knowledge, right? That we can use. So for example, that's what companies do. They hire us and then we help, we help them build their platform. So I think that's pretty interesting. If you are a company, if you are a brand, whether that's uh, you want to leverage YouTube, you want to leverage TikTok, you want to leverage podcasting. What is the platform that you feel comfortable? We talk about content umami, right? The yeah. content that feels good to you, that that's going to remove a lot of the friction. Then find and partner maybe with a creator in that space. And then you can leverage that, right? Whether that you are the face, right? You want to be part of it. You got to adapt. You got to learn. There's some resources, some time in there. Or you want to leverage that creator as the face of your company. I think that that's a cool partnership. And I think that's a cool concept that has been coming up lately. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like that merge between the B2B world and the creator economy. All right, lesson number two. You say you want, you got one? Yeah, have one. Uh, build your own platform. So here's why. When I was looking at the, the Yes Theory video, uh, the whole premise is, well, this marketing-wise, like the backend is a campaign for what's about to be released, which is the documentary, the right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, which is pretty awesome. So they're telling this story. They go to the South Pole, right? They have this amazing event. This has been, they've been working on this for about a year with this amazing athlete that that is part of the community. Yeah. And so, so quick 30 second breakdown on this. They sponsored this one guy that was a, literally a regular Joe, but his dream was to do an Ironman in, in the Arctic, in the uh, Antarctica, Antarctica, right? And yes. Just Theory heard about this guy, followed him, saw him that he was training pretty hard. You know, they liked his personality. They sponsored him. So he did it and they sent a creative team while he was doing that. And they have a, a whole bunch of footage. Yeah, and now there's, they were, they're seeking for ways to build, you know, financial ways to yeah. edit a full-on documentary because their goal is to win an Oscar. An Oscar for the documentary, yeah. So they come back, right, like with all this footage, uh, but they don't have the, the budget or the resources to actually pull this off, right? Uh, so they build this trailer and they start pitching it to big networks, right? Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, like mm -hmm. all the big streaming. And they actually get a proposal from $1.2 million, right? Yeah, $1 million, $250,000. And uh, they sat on it for a couple of days and they actually said no to that proposal because they didn't have full creative freedom freedom on how to how to create or how to produce this right which can be like when you're in that point like i mean saying no to 1.2 million dollars that's a lot of money right yeah. to i mean and to go chase your dream yeah, right but and, and keep in mind these guys have been creating for years right yeah. they, they are no overnight success they've been creating for years so first it takes a lot to stick with, you know, your gut, your values, to say no to that kind of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that is pretty challenging, right? But at the same time, this led me to believe like, wow, like what a wasted opportunity for this streaming service trying to impose, you know, these creative yeah. hurdles for these guys because these guys are huge. They have, a gonna, they have millions and millions of, of subscribers yeah, in their channels. They're going to be promoting your streaming platform. They're going to be sending people to your streaming platform so they can watch the documentary. And you're trying to impose all these creative things, hurdles in front of them. Yeah. So so here's what happened, right? Like they sat on it. They said no. And uh, they've been working on this at least... I'm going off the top of my head, but I think at least for like five years, which is what we've been consuming the content. I think five years, the, you mean on the, their channels, on the their, documentary or no, on their channels, on their, on their channels. Oh, okay. Pay attention, Fancy. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just going to be, I was like, damn, did I watch that video five years ago? It's crazy. <laughs> um, but, and obviously with that consistency, we often talk like consistency will help you build an audience. That is yep. the audience is a consequence of consistency. And they have now an opportunity that they can actually present this as a as a way for their community to be involved in the process right so the whole video was an announcement of this whole thing they're telling the story uh they're showing some amazing footage right mm -hmm. they're, they're they're telling the story of this one guy doing this incredible challenge but at the same time it is a pitch for their community to invest in the project right so they're probably going to end up with more than 1.2 million dollars i i'm i'm assuming i think so honestly i, I think they will 
raise more than the $1.2 million. But, but here's the deal, right? This opportunity came after years of consistent publishing and building their own platform, building their own community. So again, like for us, for example, you know, we have two years into the podcast, which is awesome, right? And we have some incredible people that have, you know, patted our backs, you know, they, 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 they're there when we need them, right? At the same time, we're building a community on Facebook. So if you want to go, you can go to facebook.com. Uh, content is profit. Content profit.com. <laughs> and you can go there uh, and you can join us in there. So I think we have a few hundred people in the in the community at the moment. And, and you know, we're, we have to do a better job. I'm we're gonna, we're, I'm we're slowly it. growing. We're slowly, slowly growing, growing the content is profit family. Yeah. Uh, but again, like if you want to be a part of it, let us know, right? But these guys have been at it for a long time and they've been paying very big attention to that so that's why they now have the possibility to actually create in their own terms so as a company can you start building consistency so you can actually create in your own terms and control your message right i think yeah. ultimately that is very important if you want to differentiate yourself as a business and create that um that report right yeah. with your community i'm gonna tie my lesson to my second lesson to that one which is create for you first right and We've shared about content umami previously. For those that have never heard what content umami is, umami is a word to describe the feeling that you get when something incredible good happens. It's usually related to food. So when you eat something that is extremely delicious and it is like heartwarming in a sense, it just makes you feel all cozy on the inside. That is a feeling, that is a word umami. That's what it describes. So we kind of like, tied that feeling to content in a way on what is the content that you can create that makes you feel that way, that makes you feel all cozy and warm on the inside, even if it's, you know, extremely cold outside. So, and I'm, I'm saying extremely cold because of Wim Hof, you know, just go watch the video, just go watch the video. I'm not going to explain the joke, but that is the important thing about this, right? Like these guys are re they are literally creating content umami. Again, the network tried to impose their creative rules on them and they, and they said, no, because we want we have a vision for this. We want to create this in a certain way that we know is going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to create an impact. It's going to inspire probably millions of people. And they want to stick with that because that's what makes them feel well. And if you see their content, you're truly going to understand this content umami feeling because everything that they put out into the world just so wholesome it makes you feel good it makes you want to share this content mm -hmm. and they're not creating for other people at the end of the day they are the ones at first they started with we want to seek discomfort we want to be yes theory we want to say yes to ex experiences we want to connect with random people and that's what they've been doing throughout their whole career now they do it at a different level but it's all about creating for them first why because if you create for yourself first you're going to be diminishing the friction, right? And it's going to be way easier for you to put the content outside into the world. So I encourage you to start thinking about it. What is that content umami looks like for me? What is a way that I can create that uh, is going to remove that friction? It's going to make, make it very exciting. It could be, you know, share content in a comedic way. Now on TikTok, a lot of people are doing that, right? I've seen businesses, right? Duolingo, for example. Yeah. They're extremely funny on TikTok. Realtors, I've seen a lot that are very funny the way they share their content. For us, Content Umami is this, the podcast, right? Sharing about, you know, the YouTube videos that we're watching. It's very exciting. 
talking to incredible guests and building those relationships. Making, that is content umami. Making the connection between the creation economy, creator economy, and business. Like, what yeah. is that intersect? I just have a new tagline for the content is profit. Okay. Creator economy meets B2B. Ooh. Ooh. Golden <laughs> boulder, baby. <laughs> well, maybe for us, but, you know, uh, what do you think out there listening? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, Let give, us know. Give, give us some feedback. <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Let us know. Um, all right, I'm ready for lesson number three. Well, it's actually lesson number four. Actually, that's number four. Uh, good job. That's you know, true. You know how to count. No, 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 no public math for you? <laughs> no, no public counting for me. All right, lesson All right, number lesson four. Lesson number four, and I think is the last one for today. But um, I think this is on, on Logan's like, trailer for, for his thing, for his project, right? Follow your gut and then create an asset all together, right? All so right. for him, for example. But I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to go with a lesson after yours. Just, no. throwing, just throwing that we out there. We have to go. We have it's to gonna, go. It's going to be like a one minute one because it's very, it's very important. It's going to tie to what you're saying. I'm just throwing that out so there. I, the, I'm just preparing the people. A subset of my lesson. So a subset of your lesson. I, I like that. Exactly. Right, cool. Okay. Right. Sweet. Pro proceed. Awesome. All right. <laughs> recap. Wow, you're confusing the people. Uh, follow your gut and create an asset, right? So Logan, uh, if you're familiar with him, obviously big time creator. He's been putting his hands in a lot of, in a lot of projects. Started as Vine, big YouTuber. He has a podcast, right? All these things. He creates relationships and I 100% sure that he uses his podcast to build relationships oh. on the other end as well on the Absolutely. back end um he just launched uh, a prime beverage like a beverage like a like a, it's a sports drink sports drink. like a recovery drink recovery drink called prime uh called prime anyway so the product that he's launching now is he took 99 pictures or he selected 99 pictures out of a bunch and uh it looks to me with a polaroid camera with a polaroid camera and it looks to me that he's gonna turn those into nfts and it's going to tie down to a product that he just launched, which is an NFT marketplace, right? Which is crazy, which, which allows people to own a fraction of NFTs. So again, this was born according to the trailer that I saw. He just felt that he wanted to do this, you know, and he he felt the need to go out and take these pictures, but also connect it with his business and how can he create an asset out of it. So he created this whole experience where he started traveling the world, taking these pictures, creating this whole event around it and then bringing his community, right? Because he's very passionate about NFTs and creating content and he was able to find a way to mix both of them, right? So he followed his gut on go take pictures of the world. And it's funny because in the trailer, you see like all these like very uh, superficial pictures at mm -hmm. first is like parties and that, girls. Those and, are my lessons. Uh, and, and boobs and, and you know, all this stuff. And, and then he has like this conversation with, I guess, one of the mentors that he has. Uh, I'm not sure who this character is, but the guy's like, that is the low hanging fruit, man. Like you have to dig deeper, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's when he this epiphany happens and he actually, his creativity starts to show up and he has all these scenes of, of different places and crazy situations that are super cool, right? And, uh, and then he continues to execute and they show him picking up like the 99 thing. So everybody's super excited. They don't really describe what the project is, but because yeah. I've been following... Uh, on the back end, I assume this is going to be an NFT drop in his own marketplace. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, this can become a multi-million dollar project, right? So at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, how can you create something that ha that can become an asset? So for example, right, like, again, this is a very specific example in the NFT space mixed with content. But 
in our podcast. For example, we could do a podcast series about a topic and then that mm -hmm. podcast series can become an upsell to a program or it can become the program itself or we can deliver in a different way. So again, Absolutely. think about ways on how can you create something, right? It doesn't have to be an NFT and a big lift of a project, but how can you create something within your company that can do that? Let me say one more example and then I'll let you talk. I know that I'm choking the mic, but another example was when we started working with the real estate company, JWB here in Jacksonville, I remember we met and we were recording on location and they were like, what else can we do with this content? And this, I think I was able to, to pitch this. I don't think they, they, they ignore my, my advice, but <laughs> I think it's still a really good idea, right? Because I think it was ignored because we were starting a new process and there was a lot of stuff, a lot of moving pieces, Yeah. but they were bringing this local leadership, uh, leadership people from Jacksonville. Le leadership. <laughs> leadership. <laughs> wow. Uh, leaders from, from the city to showcase Jacksonville, right? So the idea was after like 12 interviews or so, we could compi compile pictures and, and information and create a booklet that they can actually give to the investors that buy houses here in Jacksonville, right? So Greg was like, oh my God, I love that idea. But then we were not able to follow through. Capacity and resources. Capacity and resources. We go back to those principles, right? But at the end of the day, it's like, think about these ideas, right? Some of them are gonna, you're gonna hit it, right? Some of them, you're gonna start executing on it. Pick someone that, an idea that feels good and based on your capacity, go execute and, and deliver it to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna go with my lesson. Before I go with that though, I'm kind of like stitching together because we've been following Logan for a while now and we've been looking at his content. All these moments that he shared that he's trapped. Two, two minutes, by the way. Two minutes. That he's traveling and he's creating content in all these places. And then on the trailer that he released, you see him, right? And you're like, wow, the master plan. Like he had this plan that he's been executing for a long time. Yeah. Yet yeah. in between all those moments are smaller creative moments that he still shares with the world right like creating this podcast with people in other places on the road or the new year celebration that he had in uh what it what was it switzerland i think it was right so it's pretty cool once you start stitching all that together so i think that goes hand in hand with a little bit of like gary v describes as documented journey you have your big goals sure you got this big thing that you can document and create a whole campaign around but then those smaller activities the day-to-day still document them and share them with the world because they're going to be very impactful for those who are following you. And then the, the real lesson that I wanted to share was in terms of that low-hanging fruit versus you content, right? A lot of people are just willing to share what's easy, right? Which is maybe that clickbaity, you know, uh, a little bit raunchy content that he was putting out at first. But then when he got challenged to look deeper inside, what are your beliefs, Right? What are those things that you can put out there that are true to you that your audience is going to look up to and they're going to be very excited to be you know, invested in? Yeah, I think that's where the power is. And we need to take that attitude when we create these type of videos as well. Because sometimes we're very afraid of sharing our own opinion and our own beliefs. Guess what? Because it might not be what other people believe to be true. And then we have the fear of rejection. Right. So it is very important to be true to yourself. What are my beliefs? Am I going to make a stand? And we talk about this in episode in the episode with James Carberry, uh, 257, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He said, you got to make a stand. 258. Right? 258 or 257. Just go look it up. James Carberry. Uh, he said, you got to make a stand. You need to have a point of view if you want to rise above other creators, above other peoples and to make an impact. 
Sweet. So if you're a B2B company and you're trying to figure this out, give us a call. Send us a DM. We'll chat. We can share a bunch of examples of people that we worked with in different industries. Yep. And uh, and then you can get on your way and start creating your own how, right? Like, do, do not try to hack, right? Go try to create based on your resources, your capacity, right? Your yep. message. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grab a lot of traction for you. Yeah. Consistency over everything yeah. at the end of the day. And if you just want to come hang out, uh, <laughs> go to contestprofit.com, join the community. Also, huge shout out to Hotspot. Go use all the products. They're amazing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Is that the episode? Yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Thank you guys for tuning to the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if today's episode helped you take one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode with three people and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.